Welcome to Last First Date Radio, featuring interviews with experts in dating, relating, and mating in midlife. And now, here's your host, Sandy Weiner. This is episode number 423 with Elena Mosener, How to Mend a Broken Heart Through Self-Hypnosis. Hi, everybody. I'm Sandy Weiner, and welcome to Last First Date Radio, where we believe it is never too late for love and that a woman of value naturally attracts the respect and rewards she deserves in life and in love. And if you haven't already downloaded or bought my new book, it's called Becoming a Woman of Value, How to Thrive in Life and Love. And it's filled with personal and client stories, expert interviews like the one I'm having today, and 30 tips and exercises to empower you to have the life that you, love, you want. And every week I share one of the tips from the book. And this week is choose love over fear. I find so many people are constantly motivated by fear and not by love. I just spoke to a woman this morning who has been really stuck in abusive relationships. And she is lonely and wants a man basically out of fear, out of fear of being alone, out of fear of, uh, you know, I don't matter without a man. And when you come from that place, you're not choosing from an empowered place. You're choosing from a place of fear. So if you have been choosing from fear, no matter what it is, I want you to think about like, am I making this choice out of love or fear? And try and switch the story in your head, the narrative over to love from fear and see what happens. Before I bring Elena on, I want to just remind everybody, if you haven't yet joined my Facebook group, it is a fabulous place, if I may say so myself, for women over 40 who are dating and in relationship and want to own their power, own their value, and have the healthiest relationship that they can have. And the name of the group is Your Last First Date. So go, come on over and join us after you finish listening to this episode. And now for my guest, Elena Mosener. She is a hypnotherapist and a certified professional coach. She's also the founder of the self-hypnosis app called Alpha Mind. She has an undergrad degree in film and media and a master's in executive coaching and organizational behavior. She has been featured in many big media like the New York Times, The Post, ABC, Good Morning America. She is one of New York City's top consulting hypnotists. And after 20 years living in New York City, which is my backyard, she moved to San Diego with her husband and her little daughter, and she is now expecting daughter number two in September. Welcome to the show, Elena. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's really exciting to be on this show. I'm really passionate about this topic. I can see that. We, we have a lot of overlap, so I'm excited to get started. So tell us first a little bit about hypnosis. How, how does it work? We know that there are many misconceptions about hypnosis and some of the old stereotypes associated with it, like hypnosis being mind control or a total opposite of hypnosis being complete nonsense. But in reality, and I always tell my clients and um, my audience that hypnosis is natural and it's a day-to-day phenomenon. And we are hypnotized by, by our society, by our parents, pretty much from the day we're born. So hypnosis is, by definition, it's 
one of my favorite definitions come, come from, comes from uh, Dave Elman. Um, hypnosis is a bypass of a critical faculty and the establishment of selective thinking. So really it's a transmission of data and it happens through social media, through one another. We are hypnotized in our relationships because in relationships we are in a state of openness, whether you are in love or fear, uh, there's deep connection and intimacy. We're constantly transferring information. So it, it can be very hypnotic in a way. So yeah, hypnosis is, it's, it's a transfer, transference of information. And in my setting, in hypnotherapy, I use hypnotic inductions, which is relaxation techniques, to help my clients enter that state of receptivity to suggestion. And it can take anywhere from five to 20 minutes to get into that state. And then you work with the unconscious processes, suggestions, affirmations, visualization, pictures and sounds uh, to help write those stories. Just like you said earlier, uh, which I really like your point on fear and love, how you can ask yourself to rewrite that narrative. Are you coming from a place of fear or love? And so Hypnosis can be one of one of the tools, one of the many tools to help rewrite those narratives. Sounds really interesting. Yeah, we have this idea that hypnosis is somebody standing in front of somebody and holding this little, you know, uh, thing going back and forth and stare like at pendulum. this. And, yeah. yeah, one of these pendulums, and then people just drop on the floor. And um, so you're saying so, it's a day-to-day -day thing, and it's really accessing the unconscious or the subconscious um just so i understand so it's a, a transference yeah. of information is that what you said exactly so it's it's a focused attention it's a state of um close to meditation and in fact using the pendulum or the swaying watch um it actually does get someone into the state of focus it, it just it's, it's a way to get you know your client or your subjects focus on that one um, uh, point, which is the swaying watch. It's just that it's became such a joke and stereotype, but it, it, can, it can be used sometimes as hypnotists, hypnotherapists, we can say something like, look at the point in front of you, find a, a point of focus. So instead of using a, a, a pendulum, you can just say that, or you look at the picture, just having someone really, really focus and then have them expand their peripheral vision um, yeah, it is. It's a it's a natural state to help you um, kind of dim down your your head noise, that critical, uh, judgmental part of you, and help you enter that state of openness. You can listen to the music, you can watch a movie, read a book, and you get into that state. So you mentioned that we are hypnotized with our parents and in relationships. Can you elaborate on that a little bit and explain how that works? Very good question. And I think I'm even more aware of that as having become a mother. Um, our kids are predominantly in the so-called alpha state, um, which is, you know, there's a certain activity that can be measured around our brain by uh, EEG, electroencephalography. So, and that measures your um, communication between neurons. So there is beta state, alpha state, theta state, and delta, delta state. And beta is the one that is happening right now as we're talking. 
Um, then there's alpha around 16 um, cycles per second. And then the lower you go, which is theta and de delta. So kids are predominantly in the alpha, which is really imaginative state of mind. That's why they can play around. They can, you can it, it, sometimes it looks like they're talking to someone or there are some imaginary toys. So they are in that state of openness, that state of natural hypnosis in some ways. And um, they copy things very well. Have, have, like you, you, your mother, you, you have kids, right? Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> they, they copy things really, real quickly and they copy our behavior. And sometimes not only they copy our things that we are aware of, they can copy things that we do subconsciously, you know? Uh, the way we talk or we bite our nails or the way we sit down and write and suddenly you see your child doing the same thing. So they, they imitate. They're constantly in that state of imitation. So they copy that and then they copy uh, your parents, even the way your parents communicate. You know, certain parents, uh, certain patterns and certain habits, they are like the sponges. So that's why I'm saying that we are hypnotized by our parents and sometimes as we move into our adult life, we have to examine and ask ourselves, what have I copied? What patterns have I copied? How do I reframe that? And then also our teachers, our environment, our society, culture. I come from Russia and I was born in Soviet Union and I had to work with some of these things. And uh, when I came to America 20, 23 years ago, I, 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 was, I was deeply aware of some of the um, beliefs that come specifically from the soviet society and uh russia so yeah we're hypnotized by our environment yeah it's really interesting so our culture our parents everything around us we can absorb and often when i start working with a client i'll talk to them about how we are models for our children and often when we're stuck in some way and our children are then imitating the behaviors the like if we tolerated abuse in a relationship, that's what they see as normal. And then they carry that on unless there's a change. So it's yeah. not even conscious. Like when you say, you know, I don't know why I have this pattern. I just keep repeating these behaviors. When you start to look back and see where did they come from? Where did you copy? And it's yeah. not done on purpose, right? It's, it's mm -hmm. so fascinating, you know, to connect the dots and see, oh, that's, that's where that came from. And now that's empowering, right? So we can change it once we identify it. Exactly, yep. So give, it, give us an example of, um, if you have like a client example of someone who picked up some unhealthy behaviors, patterns in life and whether from their family or their culture, and they made some changes through hypnotherapy. Well, one example could be, uh, a woman that doesn't trust a man. And um, I've had some clients that told me that they get a little bit obsessive about their boyfriend, their partner, and um, they're aware of the pattern. Um, they don't like it, but they still do it. Like for instance, calling them, seeing where they are, or texting them, or one text after another, or even checking their photographs or social media. Um, just to make sure that they're not with someone else. So there's that, that, that one pattern I've noticed that women had, and sometimes it comes from uh, various, various sources. One of them could be um, 
their father wasn't faithful to their mother. And so, and that was, there was an evidence for that. And so uh, the mother was not trusting and she, she, and so the, the girl picks up that lack of trust, trusting the man and, and, and constantly looking for evidence. Is he there? Is he, where is he? And, and things like that. So that is important to realize because the, the man may be not cheating and, 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 and being a, a good man, but with this behavior, you're pushing him away. You're pushing him away and you're, and, and the more you push him away, he might be thinking, you know, she's thinking that anyway, I might as well just talk to someone else. <laughs> so, so that's one example. And that is important for a woman. Like I, I like your topic, the, the woman of value. It's a woman who, who trusts, she knows her value. And when you know your value, why would a man be cheating on you or being somewhere else or flirting with other women? Um, if you are a woman of value now if he is doing it he's just not it's not worth it it's it's not about you it's not that you are not a woman of value or you're not worth it it's just he's not your fit and you have to walk out that that's right. all it, it does happen but you can't chase that that kind of that kind of man right there's a big difference and i'm glad you differentiated because i've i've seen this with um many years ago my my youngest daughter was dating in college a guy who always had been cheated on and he had such trust issues and she would say to him, I am not the woman who cheated on you. Like I, I am here. I have never given you any reason to think I cheated on you. And he would get really possessive and try to control the, the men that she would hang out with because she had a lot of friends and she hated it. It really pushed her away. Mm. So, but she, she had the, the courage to speak up and say, that's not me. And I've, I've heard other women um, say that to the guy, like, I'm not the one who you had a problem with. And, and we all need to look at people and see, okay, they're a clean slate. They're not the past. But if the behavior shows up again and again, then we have to look at that. Exactly. Yeah. And, and it can be quite frustrating for on the receiving end because that, that you like you said it's not it's not you. you you're being put in a certain box and what do you do you can't fix that person that person needs to work on themselves yeah so let's talk about the topic of the day which is how hypnosis can be used to heal a broken heart there are many many people who get really stuck and feel completely defeated after a breakup so i'd love to hear your take on how they can heal that broken heart yeah, and actually I do have um, women come to me as well as men for this issue. I had um, one client who came to me and she actually wrote an article for Well and Good about her experience. So after that, I had a number of people coming to me for this issue. Um, when it's, it's, it's a natural thing. I think most people go through breakups. It's, if you expose yourself to relationships, you will have a breakup. For the most part, um, and um, it's not a bad thing. I think it teaches you certain lessons, big life lessons. Um, how do you overcome a broken heart? Well, first of all, you can. It is important to understand what your lessons are from that relationship, what your wisdoms are, what your lessons are, um, what it taught you, so that if there are certain patterns that happened 
uh, in that relationship, you don't repeat them. So you must take time to heal, you don't rush into another relationship um, to heal your heart. You have to spend time with yourself um, and start loving yourself and start appreciating yourself and to become that woman, woman of value that you're talking about. You have to raise your, um, your worth and self-esteem and really find yourself because you, you're not, you shouldn't be looking for the other person. You should be looking for, to find yourself. And that's what we're focused on with women and men who come to me for uh, uh, relationship breakups. And then the other part is to fast forward into the new chapter. One where you have moved on, where you are detached from your ex, and everything is a state of mind. So you can feel comfortable right now, and then you can feel uncomfortable in the next moment if you receive a phone call from someone, or you see your boss at work that makes you feel a certain way. So your mind can change really, your state of mind can change really quickly. So you can be in that state of mind of being defeated or, or sad, or feeling heartbroken. Um, but at the same time, um, you can imagine yourself being in a different state. It can be hard when, you are, when you're heartbroken. It can be really, really hard. But actually through deep relaxation and hypnosis, you can envision yourself being in that new state of mind. And then you can sh it's almost like a trailer, like a movie trailer. So you show your mind, I have moved on, and what are you doing? And before we start a hypnosis session, I asked them, what would you be doing in that new chapter? And it, it, it can take some time to really have a client open up and talk about it because they're so in a problem frame. So I challenge them with questions, open-ended questions. How do you see yourself behave after you've moved on? What do you do differently? Who are you with? Where are you? What, what do you think? Um, what do you believe in? So I collect that information and then when they're in hypnosis, I uh, communicate that information to them so that they can not only think it, but also feel it, see it, um, experience it, maybe touch it um, uh, in their uh, imagination. And then that, that instills that new awareness and new state of mind. Ah, this is what it feels like. I'm feeling it right now. It feels good. I feel more inspired. I've moved on. And they come out of a state of hypnosis feeling relieved so so that 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 future progression that fast forward into the future can um, alleviate some pain mm. yeah it's, it's it's quite powerful yeah so i'm thinking back to being a child again you know that kind of where you can just go off into this imaginative state that a lot of people really struggle with letting go and um so you help them to get into that deep relaxed state and what I really want to focus on is the feeling because I think mm -hmm. what we really struggle with is feelings and a really feeling that felt state of what it's like to be with somebody who feels good in your body feels good in your whole self um, because often people go out into dating and I'd love to hear your experience with this, but to, but, but the checklist, it's all in their head and it's, this is what I should have. This is what society has told me is good for me, or I want to be able to show him off or her off. So um, talk more about like that felt state and why it's so important. 
The felt state is, is exactly felt state is exactly what you started uh, talking about in the beginning of the podcast. It's the opposite of fear. So it's the state of love. It's not like you go to a date feeling love or being in love with the person, but you are in a state of love as opposed to fear or insecurity. Will he like me? Will I do this right? Or should I wear this? Or how will I sound? That comes from you know uncertainty and fear. And um, but if you get into the state of comfort and ease and being in the moment, being spontaneous, being feminine, which is really important, and that's this not a topic that I'm very interested in the feminine versus masculine because I've noticed some of my clients are in the in the masculine state of mind after a breakup or um, after trying to prove themselves to the world and feeling unsure about being a woman so that can get in the way so it is important to get into that state of being a woman being feminine which is you know spontaneous playful soft um feeling beautiful inside and out at ease uh, empathetic and that's what men like to be around they 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 really look for that flower they want to be with you know a beautiful woman on the inside and outside somebody who's at ease and comfortable full of love um that's that's the feeling that that you should you could have as a woman when you go on first date and that's love for yourself in the first place you accept yourself you love yourself you you you're not judging yourself and that's that's that, that that's important and that that will be felt that sense of ease and comfort presence will be felt by a person that you that you're seeing. Yeah, I, I so agree with that. I, I think that, you know, all the fear that comes with dating, and I see it on both sides, you know, it's definitely something that men step into also this mm -hmm. place of, of fear. I mean, I, I spoke to a new guy the other day, and he asked me how I was like four times. <laughs> I was just like, you might want to calm down just a little bit. Like, you know, how are you? Good. How are you? I uh, good. How are you? Good. How are you? Like, yeah. Anywhere here. A little nervous. Um, right. A little nervous, which I totally understand. But it's like, if we can just breathe and realize that people aren't out to get you, we're all in this together. We're all looking for the same thing. We're all looking for love. And the more we can really step into our power, the better it is. So, um, I'd love for you to talk a little bit more about the masculine power, the masculine energy after a breakup. Like, what does that look like? I, I've seen it after a breakup and also women that haven't been in a relationship for too long. Um, the masculine energy in general is protective. So you, you, you're, you're in a state of protection. Um, and on, you're, not, you're not open. Um, we know that masculine energy can be very stoic and feminine energy is very expansive. Um, and um, masculine energy is very strategic and it can be a little aggressive. But, th but this is an interesting topic because there are people that believe that gender is a social construct, right? So it can be a little sensitive to talk about these things. But also gender it, it is definitely physical there's definitely a physical difference between us and hormones are different and you know chromosome xx and xy chromosomes there's a physical difference but also there is this psychological construct of feminine and, and masculine so at times women get into the masculine 
um, because this is the, the society that we're living in. You have to be strong. You have to be empowered. You have to um, chase your career. You have to compete with men. Um, you um, end a relationship and you're not comfortable with the feminine, which is vulnerable and open and you're afraid to be hurt. So that's that, that can be part of... Um, something that's preventing you from being in their relationship so it's important to recognize that there's nothing bad with masculine it's it's it's, it's it, i think at the end of the day it's about integrating this the masculine and feminine within you um that's how we evolve and um but if you are looking to be in a relationship uh with a man or woman you know People have different preferences. There's still a uh, feminine, masculine, anyway, in any relationship. So you want to recognize your 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 part. Your as a woman, how do I get back into the feminine? How do I harness my feminine? How do I get comfortable with surrender? Because feminine is about surrender, and masculine is about conquer. And sometimes, what's interesting, women think surrender is weak or being a feminine woman is weak or vulnerable is weak so it's not it's actually there's so much power in surrender and there's so much power in just this expansion because you're you're expand and it's like this divine power and that's something that's interesting to look into you can also use visualization and imagination and uh, hypnotherapy to help you get back into that a beautiful empowered feminine so so can you explain how you can use hypnotherapy to do that like is there an exercise you can share with people that they can do at home well um here are the suggestions um spontaneous what does it look like to be spontaneous or playful um or caring nurturing empathetic so you can rehearse that in your own mind um these new scenarios how, how does it look like to, to be freely expressive? How does it look like to, to let go of trying to control or be too analytical or strategic? So what does it feel like? And if you have some sort of discomfort about it, then look into that discomfort. Is it in your body? Is it in your mind? Just become aware of that discomfort. So, so really ask yourself, Ask yourself, what state are you in and what does it, how do I feel, how do I feel about being feminine? You can ask yourself that question. What is feminine to me? You can do some reading. There are some examples I've already given. There's spontaneous, playful, trusting, nurturing, um, empathetic, uh, open, vulnerable. Yeah, so the, these, these, are the, these are the things that you can Ask yourself, how do I, do I feel comfortable with these qualities? If not, what, what do I need to change? You can keep asking yourself questions. Yeah, that's a great exercise. I think that um, it's just after, after going through heartache, especially, we often close down. You know, we shut our hearts down. We want to, to try and be safe. You know, I, I, I did it. I know so many of my clients just too risky to open your heart 
And mm-hmm. so, and then you keep getting the wrong partner because you're attracting them with a closed heart. You're attracting them with, with a whole closed off, stoic, masculine energy. Mm-hmm. And um, it's definitely a balance, you know, and I, I couldn't function at work without my masculine energy. That's how I get things done. That's how I run a house. But in relationship, we have to lead with our feminine if we want to bring out the masculine energy in the man. Because all these women who are these high-functioning women who are out there, power power women, they want it all, right? They want a man who's going to be powerful, but also, you know, have them have a voice. But they both they both have this strong voice, and it's like there's two energies that are not compatible because yeah. one you know you have to have a give and take in the yin and yang in order to make exactly. it work exactly and another interesting thing is about feminine you don't want to be too feminine either where it becomes a shadow feminine you know a seductress or manipulative it could be like a little shadow so that's also important to understand you have to be in a very healthy centered feminine that's a good point uh, so I would love to hear uh, your own story. <laughs> I know that coming from, from Russia, there's a lot of emphasis on the intellect and everybody should really succeed and, and you know, be very kind of, the, the people I know who are from Russia um, were very, very driven. You know, you have all these degrees and you went on to get your professional coaching certification and all that stuff. So if you can share, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about how you transformed, I don't know if you did or not, but I'm imagining that there was some transformation that might've taken place. Yeah. Well, for me, it's true. Going through school, getting degrees was very, very important. And there were, there was a time I was single for a long time because it was very focused on my career, um, living in New York. And it's a place where you know, a lot of single people. Um, you know, I personally did have my breakups as well and the heartbreaks. And then there was a time when I sort of surrendered the need, surrendered the need to, to be married. I wanted to be married. I wanted to have a family. It happened in my late thirties. Um, uh, and, uh, I, had a breakup and then I just went traveling to the Bahamas. I did a retreat. I, I went back to school and I just, I went into that state of comfort and ease within me. That sort of state of peace, really internal peace. I remember that. Um, and what helped me get into that state is a lot of personal growth work. I did, a. um, there's an organization called Woman Within, a wonderful organization. I did some workshops with them and circles. They have to do circles, free circles, and uh, a weekend workshop to help women find that inner feminine, yeah, inner woman. Um, and multiple other workshops and uh, medicines and, and, and self-hypnosis so that helped me get into a state of openness. And then my husband showed up. And I didn't even look at him as a husband. I didn't think, oh, now it's my husband. I just, he just showed up and then we got married six months later after that. So that's my journey. But I have, I have been pretty, um, 
analytical and very strategic for many, many years and, and planning very carefully. Um, so that's, and I, and I, I was like, don't regret it. I think it's very important, you know, to, 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 to find yourself. And, um, if you need degrees, great. Some people uh, become professionals and very successful without degrees, which is okay too. But I think we all have our own paths. Um, but yes, you're right. In Russia, it's quite, it's, it's, it's appreciated schools and, and going to school and, um, I have so many of my classmates that I talk to that are, you know, went through schools and doctors and, and they're always asking hard questions. It's that's how Rus Russians can be that way. So I think Russia needs a little bit of ease right now. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. They need a little bit of ease and a little, little bit of a calm uh, feminine energy. Yeah. The people that I know I had, I had a Russian woman in one of my first workshops and she was so wound up and like hyper critical of her daughter, you know, just everything mm -hmm. was tight and she had been in an abusive marriage. I mean, she was divorced, but it was just like, just the energy was so balled up and tight. And, um, and what's interesting was like her outside was very sexy. Like she dressed in very sexy clothes, but her inside mm -hmm. was controlling and yeah. Uh, yeah so it's... yeah many russian women went through um not a very easy childhood because you know al alcoholism was, was was pretty high among men um around you know the generation of our parents and um a lot of difficulties that came from the change in regime from soviet union to democracy there's a lot of uh, traumatic a lot of many traumatic events that took place in Russia. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes a lot. So I can appreciate your journey and how far you've come. And, and what I love about your story is that in releasing and surrendering, you explored, you did what moved you, what grew you, and you became the magnet for your husband. Really, it's it's, I think okay. what people don't realize is, is that when you do this work, you have this like inner glow. There's just some transformation that happens that makes you magnetic to the right person to show up and be there. Thank so it's, you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for noticing that it's, we, my husband and I would, we're very much aware of the idea of fem, feminine and masculine. He also did um, mankind project, which is a, another sister organization of the woman within and it's a great organization for men to help them get in touch with their healthy, balanced masculinity. I love that. I've had men on my show who talked about that. I think, oh. I think any, any guy who's going to go and join a men's group, mm -hmm. it is so amazing what happens. I mean, just to be able to express emotions and have a place to release anger and learn empathy and learn all the, all the skills that make you a good partner because women often do the heavy lifting. They do all the hard work and then the men shows okay. up and right. And so it's nice when okay. you have a man who's open and has done his own work. So that's, that's just wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah. So Elena, um, what is your final advice for anyone who wants to go on their last first date? My advice to, women that want to go into, into their last first date is to let go of any expectations, have fun, 
explore, express, be open, be inquisitive, and be fully present, fully in the moment. Just have fun and be the beautiful you that you are. You are beautiful. So believe in it. I love that. Uh, be the beautiful you that you already are. Um, beautiful. So uh, tell, tell our audience where they can find you and if you have a free gift or anything you'd like to offer. Yes. You guys can visit my website, elenamozaner.com, E-L-E-N-A-M-O-S-A-N-E-R.com. And actually right now I've been offering uh, a few gifts, uh, stress management audio sessions, and there's a one hour uh, free self-hypnosis course if you'd like to learn. So all you need to do is just sign up um, on the homepage and you'll receive all the gifts that I offer. Beautiful. So we have a couple of free gifts. And I think this is great for anybody who's curious about self-hypnosis and the power that it can have in your life. Um, so that will all be in the show notes as well as in the um, on the audio file. So thank you so much, Elena. I really appreciate you coming on today and, and sharing not only your own story, but how you help people to really work through heartache, to believe in themselves, to be empowered, and to really have the life and love that they want. Thank you. And thank you for writing your book. I, I bought it. I started reading it. It's easy to read. I like how you have short stories so that, you know, if you read it, you can put it down, come back to it. You can read them real quickly. So it's a great book. So thank you for doing that for, for women. Oh, thank you. Thank you for endorsing the book. That always makes me very, makes my heart full. And uh, thank you everybody for joining me today. And if you love our show, please rate and review us. It is so important. And we hope you go on your last first date very soon. <laughs>